0: This is Raghu. I'm back with Mind Rolling, and I'm back with... Uh, we were just talking, Allison and Alex Gray, and I was saying, so happy to have you, and it's been so long coming, really. So thank you, you guys.
1: Thank and you how for you doing? us. Oh, we're great. We're good. We're, we're remarkably uh, well. What do you think, Alex? Uh,
2: well, considering the uh, state, our uh, current state is in, uh, I think that we, we feel like we're living in an oasis uh, in a, mm. in a uh, very tempestuous time. And uh, so COSM has been a, a place of uh, retreat for the uh, folks who are still trying to uh, keep our organization going. And so uh, we've been very careful. And, uh, but
1: it's a busy hive. It's a hive mm. of, uh, of people who work on um, sustaining Cosm. You know, we have many, many outreaches that we do, uh, but we don't have guests. Mm. That's what we don't have, or yeah, visitors. Well. So.
2: Which is something that we used to have for oh. many, many years, yeah. you know, of course, prior to March 13th. every weekend um,
1: events and sometimes weekdays workshops all the time you know we were you know very very uh like a moderately busy small hive of you know a dining hall that comfortably serves 50 you know although it it can be more Mm. we have had you know more many more than that but Mm. uh, without the tables too and lots of lots of musicians and lots of uh, artists and art art mm. retreats and art consultations and everything you know that happens around Chance. yes ended. Yes. In the middle of March, March 13th, we closed as an organization. We all have etched. But luckily and fortunately, we were ready to spring into action to start doing what you've been doing for a long, long time, which is podcasting. Mm. So we were able to Mm. reach out to a lot more people and Mm -hmm. getting better at it. And uh, we're putting out like... uh, a new uh program every week pretty much we do oh the wow. moons that's and the great new I'm, moons. of course i know yeah, that's yeah. Really and then wonderful. we have interviews and things like that so. yeah yeah
0: so uh of course the one of the things that we must mention to everybody that uh allison and alex uh have a deep connection to ramdas and uh alex uh, actually it's not that long ago a number of years ago within maybe 5 years did this uh, extraordinary painting of Ramdas and uh i don't know who had this. did it get a- auctioned off at, at the no no tree?
2: it's uh, right now uh it is uh it was really uh to us there's every uh every bit of it uh uh, seems like Maharaji had a hand in it, I have to say. So fingerprints are all over it. And because uh, 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 Vishnu Das uh, had been reaching out to uh, us over the years, that, um, and, and many years ago uh, we were uh, invited to spend a little time with someone we considered uh, our guru, really, you know in a in a very deep uh, we're so deeply connected it's you know it goes back decades okay
1: so at, at so, any rate. so if it weren't for maharaji yeah we wouldn't even know each other that's the truth uh-huh. that's the truth of it and so Ma- so maharaji huh. is at the at the at the helm of, of it all really and and the cl- and the commission that you got though was to create a portrait of ramdas for the uh, what was it
2: well, it might taos. be the Hanuman. The Hanuman uh, temple. It, its That's eventual things. destination may be there. Uh, if uh, they didn't want it at the time that uh, Ramdas was going to be there, because uh, it would be a kind of a distraction, you know, and mm-hmm. oh, uh-huh. so let's yeah. celebrate, right. uh, you know, because he was yeah. there to celebrate uh, uh, you know, Maharaji and
0: the yeah. Hanuman. Well, the uh, new temple. temple, yeah, the new Hanuman and temple, and so yeah.
2: and so it may find a home there. Uh, mm. Stephanie Schwindenheimer uh, uh, was gracious enough to, uh, to, fund uh, the to to fund it, to commission mm. it, mm. and uh, have it come into being. And and then we were uh, incredibly fortunate. Enough. I, was it 2018? It was. Uh, it was recently. You know that we flew out there with the painting, and right. uh, and had Ramdas look at it, crit it get and uh, he, he was pretty uh, straightforward in his in his assessment of, of certain things and really advised me on how to improve it but he was willing and could see that it was I guess going in the right direction and mm. knew well, I would he, try. He thought uh, he felt
1: that the, the portrait of his mother needed some needed some more work, and so he could provide maybe more, <laughs> uh, you know, more doc. I mean, what do you call it? E- examples, more reference material. And Alex did shoot some other pictures for reference material. He wanted to
2: change a book. He mm. wanted to because I had put down a, a different uh, book of his, and he said now let's make it the like the 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 one that just came out walking
1: up, walking each other each home, other home yeah. you
2: know and so i thought yeah good you know it, it has a nice mm-hmm. display there and so and uh and he was not at all happy with the portrayal of maharaji which I had just sketched in to begin it, you know. I thought I should work on his face, but he was mostly concerned with what his master yeah. looked like. Yeah. And it, you know, oh my God, why mm. didn't I think of that? So I put a lot of work and love mm. into that. And
0: can we, hey, you guys, can we can we show uh, on the, where we have the show notes? Put up uh, the painting, do. Please, please do, absolutely, please. Yeah. We
1: don't, we can't handily, handily, and get it up on the screen for you, which would have been nice. You know, right, future right. thinking. We but yeah, please but That's okay.
0: Everyone, put it up. you all get a chance to see it, and yeah, we, when it's, we get it's the incredible. show notes in. We talk about uh, all the different things that uh, Allison and Alex are doing, uh, and uh, linking up to the podcast. So everything will be there for you, everybody. So I just so wanted to I,
1: say I, I, that. I, oh no, go go ahead, Raghu. What were you going to?
0: No, say? no, no. I was just because this uh, is, of course, it's early January. This is one of the first podcasts in January than I'm doing. I do them every week. You do. But um, this is the 50th anniversary of Be Here Now
1: yes. this year. Yes. Well, it's, so, there, it's the inroad. It's the funnel for so many people, you know, and I know that because that's what I, was my inroad. Um. I've got to get that story, actually, from both of Well, I, actually, I, I, I have to say, I was going to say that what Alex was saying, though, that it really, that wasn't the first time that we went to see Ram Dass in Maui. And, and that was a very, very important journey in our last time uh, being with him. And, um, and, and we did make it there. And I wanted to say that uh, the day my mother died, I was getting off a plane in Maui. And the ride that was picking us up was taking us directly to Ramdas, and no my and I got a call from the social worker at my mother's nursing home that she had died, and I just couldn't believe, you know, the poignancy of that. I couldn't have been there with her because she lived far away from me, and I had just been with her, and uh, as soon as I could. But then I had this journey, and we were together, and this and they called, and we were in an airport, and then we were at Ramdas. And we were with Ramdas when my mother died, and we cried together. He cried too. It was so good of him. He has been a part of our well, before that, though, we first uh, had, you know, a personal meeting with Ramdas where he blessed our daughter. when she was born. she was only a few months old. and we went to a party at the Bergens in New York, and he was there. And we asked him if he would bless our daughter, Zena, who is now a grown-up. Course, and um, and he did so that he, it was almost like he appeared at such poignant moments in our mm. life, and and the the, the meeting that well, I, I don't need to tell you. Should I tell you how I first encountered us or should We're I? We're talking,
0: yeah. So that's why I brought Be Here Now up because I know about that.
1: Oh, uh, well, everyone, including me, read Be Here Now. In 1971, it was a, a tremendous, tremendous hit, and uh, it changed my work and uh, the way I did my work. I, I I did years of Stanford art, you know, and and uh, always loved that, and um, so I I uh, I the book really changed me. But the thing that it really uh, recommended that I that I uh, took on was to try doing LSD, and he didn't say to do this. It was, a, it was a recommendation that came through reading the book to go into a dark room and try doing LSD in a way I had not tried in the three years I had been journeying like constantly and repeatedly many times in many different settings, in all kinds of fun ways, bicycle rides and climbing Rockies and all kinds of crazy things try going into a dark room, quiet, spiritual, peaceful music, and just go within. And I did, in my little tiny nine by 12 foot room in Cambridge, and that's where I saw God. I had been a Jewish politico, I don't know, what, uh, non-believer, kind of, you know, Um, and uh, god was evident so god became known to me in the form of secret writing and it was the way that the spirit spoke to me was through this secret writing and the secret writing was universal so it wasn't translatable it was like bab you know like you couldn't it had no association with sound it was all sound it was all language and it was the word of the divine and that's the way spirit came to me in my Jewishness. It just came to me through writing. And, uh, but it wasn't Hebrew and it wasn't Arabic and it wasn't any language because that would pejoritize it for somebody. So it was basically you know, free of translation. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and you're laughing. Why are you laughing?
2: Pejoratize. I just love that word. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, people yeah. would see it as oh, uh, what I think of Israel and oh, what I think yeah. of the Arabs yeah. and you know I didn't want any of that laid on it when I when I tried to portray it in my art. What I saw was universal, and I wanted to portray that. So anyway, mm. um, it changed my life. I stopped being very you know politically active, frankly, and I went to. Uh, study meditation with uh, the Yogi Bhajan community in Provincetown, where I got initiated into Yogi Bhajan. I mean, it was like I was—I was 19. I was like, you know, oh. anything. Just like you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to learn to meditate, and um, that's where my meditation journey began. And uh, I did not. Um, well, then Alex came into my life, like what three years later. Three years later. And uh, wow. was and was tripping in, in my apartment at my party. I gave a party. I always gave parties. And Alex came, who's a classmate of mine. Hadn't talked very many times, but he was weird. <laughs> Super weird. And I invited him, but he was working for um, the guy I was going out with. He was basically his studio assistant. I was... I was dating the professor in our class, so but he came to my party and tripped for the first time in my apartment oh. and had a, and saw God the first time didn't take it. didn't take a lot for you. You just yeah. sat there in my apartment well, with crazies going on I think all that, around you
2: I think that the uh for me um, you know uh it at that juncture because Allison had been open to the idea of a spiritual uh, reality uh, that was accessible through the psychedelic experience. Uh, When I had my breakthrough in her apartment, uh, we had found a kind of match, because we could, you know, you, you gotta be careful who you're talking, to about stuff like that, as most people who trip or do anything spiritual or what they consider woo-woo or what other people consider uh, fringe activities that they don't want to be associated with. you know, uh, for myself, I was suicidally depressed and uh, ready to end my life anyway so, this was a kind of a uh what the hell last resort kind of uh thing that my professor god bless him offered me you know he could probably well see what a mess i was and that uh if i needed a little uh, spiritual shock treatment you know to <laughs> hmm. let 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 me know god was real and let me know that uh, the the whole infinite within was well worth exploring. Now, don't give up now. You've barely begun. You know, I was 21. So mm. uh, that turned my life around. And thank God I met God in the flesh in the very same mm. room. And uh, we well, decided as, as
1: soon to as you said to me about seeing God, I mean, I realized how, you know, you, you didn't really talk about it to people in those days. It was actually very... Uh, like, you know, you're going to no school. You don't want them to know that you're, I don't know. You don't want to be associated with it. So to be able to talk to somebody about our spiritual... You know, connectedness with God that I, you know, I didn't. Have, I really didn't tell anybody about that. There was nobody you could talk about spirituality. I didn't have anybody. I was coming from not having anybody that uh, I could speak to about. Well, those maybe things. you
2: had a boyfriend or two that uh, you felt like not you could connect with. Not in spiritual. Not spiritual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I needed. I really was. You too. Were your the
0: you. or, your original satsang. The two of you. Mm. It only takes two. Yeah. And that's what you did. And, you know, a lot of us did the exact same thing. Is that right? And isn't it? And you, I know you, Be Here Now came into your life, Alex, at that same time, I think, yeah. uh, is, yep. is what I was told. but
1: uh, uh, it,
2: Well, I think that it it gave us also an appreciation for something handmade. And that the uh, I had been following Richard Alpert uh, already, you know, from when I was a twelve-year-old and uh, writing a report on LSD, because he wrote the book on it, and uh, the uh, the different kinds of uh, literature that was uh, being put out, uh, he was he was all over uh, that. So I I was. Familiar with that, and then the idea of becoming a uh, uh, a kind of uh, having the spiritual um, a connection with an ancient uh, spiritual tradition, you know, that was beyond the tradition of his ancestry. You know, of course, Judaism is old and venerable, and I'm uh, I know a few. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, uh, but, but to take on the, uh, the mantle, so to speak, of, uh, of, uh, Guhuri, it was a very, uh, um, I, I think, uh, inevitable, but also a, a frightening, uh, vortex, you know, uh, that was happening in the, you know, sixties uh, uh, and seventies uh, and things like that. That, that uh, I think Ramdas is the prime example of how things could go right mm-hmm. uh, uh, with all it. of these uh, conditions. That you know, certainly there's been many cautions around uh, gurus and devotees and things, but here we have an example of someone who made a pure connection with a powerful master who was a a magical spiritual genius of love and uh, that he was forever uh, indebted to and in love with and a spiritual emissary of because all of those forces were connected. And it's just an extraordinary outpouring. You look at his life and what he was able to put out in terms of... uh, personally accessed wisdom, not repeats of prayers heard before. Although that'll come with, you know, you want to go deeper, I'll I'll take you there too. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what is real and then, you know, uh, and how that connects with the mystic tradition that runs through all the traditions. We, We loved his interfaith uh rootedness
1: can know. i can i say one more thing that he did for me that that i always remember is on my list mm. he gave me my mantra because even though i was in, in inter i was actually uh initiated by yogi bhajan himself which i, I had no idea what was going on and here he was <laughs> becoming such a great guru for so many people and bringing kundalini to the to the west and everything. But I didn't stay with that group. I, uh, and, and one day when we were um, together, he was giving out a mantra to everybody. And uh, the I am loving awareness mantra became my mantra. Mm. I gave up the Hindu. I just didn't feel that um, it was Sanskrit or whatever it was. I just didn't feel that being Jewish, I really felt that I'm Jewish. And so... I mean, you can be everything, and I think that's mm. fine, but uh, I am loving awareness. That is just so meaningful to That'll me. That'll do,
0: right? That'll Well, do. It's,
1: I am is everything bringing in to yourself and who you are. So oh, whenever mm. I do it, I think about the I am is who I am, and then the loving awareness is what I put out mm. into the world. And to me, that just made the best possible sense, and I love English because I speak in, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I want to like, speak my own language and pray in my own language. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do use I mean, a little the exact Hebrew here and there. Opposite. Really, you like to use all uh, the Hindu, and it's all foreign. I know <laughs> all, a lot of people all, like that. Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah, Hebrew, Sanskrit. I uh, love yeah. those
1: too. No, yeah. I love it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So, know.
0: isn't it great though when you look back the the reality of a of a psychedelic trip and be here now? Do you, Do you? I know you know this, even though we haven't really talked before but every week there are people writing and saying i just took some acid and red be here now uh where do i get more ramdas you know that still, kind of a thing still. can you imagine from the day from uh, these days that you're speaking of back in time
2: well, the exact same thing it's millions of people that have been uh, that have opened their minds and hearts you know, to I think the love tribe, the mystic love tribe, that ha- it reemerges in every generation, and that uh, the avatars of which are called forth, like Ramdas. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. particular
1: yeah. in our generation, though, because of the the proliferation of LSD. Uh, and then mushrooms and stuff, stuff like that. Because when people have those experiences, then they want to share them. They just mm. want to share them. And yep. they turn out to be, a great many of them, mm. mystical or spiritual-oriented uh, experiences. So those people mm. want to gather together in groups, and they want to meet with each other and talk about it, read about it. Do about, because it's so uplifting. It's upwardly spiraling. Mm. It makes your life better so you, you know that it's doing good. So well, you, you know what
0: the original Jewish man said, where two or more are gathered in my name? Yeah. There we are.
1: There we are. Oh, and there yeah. are we. And by the we. way... I mean, really, don't have to be in a big group, believe me, not us, n- n- no.
0: No, and I recommend, uh, I, I recommend around a Maharaji, back in the day when Ram Dass went back, and then I went back with him, with Krishnas and others you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was all about Christ. And we kept wondering, what are these Jewish people here? It's a bunch of them we were. Why? Uh, I, you know, and uh, we never, ever found that out, except we think that in the undivided, there is only one. And in this case, even if you get down to the Jews and Christians at all, what are we talking about here? So, uh, yeah, so that's always been a funny thing. Now, a- oh, Alex, yeah. no,
2: I, I... I love it when there's this optical delusion, you know, about, oh, Buddha... Or Jesus, I don't know which one, <laughs> they're so good, you know. And so, uh, and, and it was kind of like, ho, ho, wait, Sonny, if, if you don't understand that we're the same, then you're not, re- you don't know who we mm-hmm. are.
1: Well, but it really resonated with me, the, the whole feeling of, you know, a God is one, I don't know if you grew up in the Jewish tradition, but I yes, did. Yes, yes. And God is yep. one. God is definitely one. And so, so the seeing of God really made complete sense to me. It is one, it isn't, and it doesn't have a face, and it doesn't have a gender. The gender thing is really troubling for women because it, 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 it sets up, well, first of all, it's dual. And, you know, if you know anything about non-dual and dual, well, you'd want to be non-dual. I mean, you want to go for the one. See, the one is where it was at when I saw God. Everything was one, and everybody's God was the same God. That's what it was. They have different names. They call it different things. Mm-hmm. But it is one. Yep. So yep. so that so. really resonated with my Jewishness, and it it, it felt just fine to me then. I just, mm-hmm. I completely That's crushed. what we were
0: given every day. He would point his finger, Nim Karoli Baba, sub, there's one, all one. All one. There's wow. only one. There's all only one. one. Now, Alex, the uh, when you you said something that triggered something in me, the shock treatment, you called it, that acid trip, right? And uh, you didn't mention, of course, your work. You were working in a morgue at the time uh, or around later, that time. That later,
2: actually. What? Yeah. I I I worked uh I I worked at a uh, medical school uh for years but after my first uh LSD experience and, we were
1: together by then. Yeah.
2: And I uh. uh, and I I did not ever go to work tripping. Uh but I was experimenting uh with my consciousness around that time.
0: Around that yeah. Because was, well yeah. What, what it triggered uh, for me was sh- uh, shock treatment. And uh, so uh, people who listen to Mind Rolling have heard this before, but you've maybe not not heard this before. My father, who was uh, in his 50s, you know, we were all early 20s when we went over, and my father wanted to come over and visit my brother and I, and, gee, I, I'd like to see how you're doing. And I, I had a... Not a good relationship with my father, and I was like, Oh, Jesus, what's this going to be like? Anyhow, he got over there. He's, He's like right out of Mad Men, by the way. Toupee advertising game, you know, the whole, the furniture, the Danish furniture, all of it, right? So he gets there and he sits down. We are around Neem Karoli Baba, me and my brother and my future wife, and one other woman, and as soon as my father sits down, he tells him everything that happened from the moment he left the airport in Montreal to get to India, who was on the plane. I mean, nobody could even, you know, know. This. so my, my father, he got in shock a little bit. And then he turned to me, and it was just a bunch, of, he would just play with us. You, uh, you love your father because he gives you money, right? And I'm like, well, I... <laughs> and then he says, did you give him the medicine and he's right in front of him. Everybody's sitting there, and I go, "Yeah, no, he had a cold. I, I gave him an aspirin." Yeah, he said, "No, the yogi medicine that Ramdas gave me." I went, "Acid? <laughs> my fifty odd year old father, who'd never done anything?" And then my father goes, "LSD," <laughs> and he turns to me and he goes, Maharaji, take care of your father. Meet me in two weeks in some other place, in Lahabad. And do you know, of course, we went to Benares and we went and lived on a houseboat near the burning Ghats, where for you know thousands of years, 24, seven bodies. And my father, he was a World War II bomber pilot. He thought he wasn't afraid to die. That's how disconnected he was. And so I, somebody gave me a hit of acid walking down the streets in Benares. He took it. I couldn't believe that. And we sat around and watched, wonder what's going to happen here. And then we went through the streets of its death. One thing, of I it. Mean, he had a total death trip. And then we went back to see Maharaji, who never said a word about the trip, and just said, oh, Ganji's water's pure, right? You yeah, know, right, Maharaji. And then he told my father, uh, my father had a horse farm, and he told him exactly what happened to a particular horse that my father saved from euthanasia and treated it, like getting up every few hours at night and treating this, and it was a huge deal for him. And when Maharaji rattled that whole thing off, my father, boom, that was it. Shock treatment, big time. Other And the rest of our lives, we had a, an intact family, whereas we didn't before.
1: Wow, so, it changed yeah. him, it really changed him. I changed wish I wish uh, we could have had that experience with our parents. It's We did actually do a journey with my mother and that was life-changing, and I always wished, she wished that we'd do it again, or do, you know, something again, but we couldn't. I mean, such mm. a responsibility. You guys were very brave.
2: Yes. Mm. Uh, thank God you had that experience. What a
0: breakthrough. Oh, thank God. Yeah, big time, because it was not fun before that, I'll tell you. And it didn't just all go like that. We still fought and all that, but not in the same way whatsoever. He went back to India and spent a few months with Maharaji uh, the next year, and... Uh, Wow. Almost lost his business and so on.
1: Oh, my God. But he was yeah. really turned on.
0: So um, I'd like to hear, because as I said, to, told everybody, we have never chatted before. We just haven't been able to meet physically. I'd just like to know what brought you into the center of this uh, reflective, psychedelic experience that everybody has if they're standing in front of one of your paintings?
1: What has brought How you... How did
0: you get into that flow from where you were when we were just talking, where you took your first acid trip and so on?
1: What happened? Where we where you well, did the sacred mirrors, let's say.
0: Yeah.
1: So,
2: for one thing, I'd say that... Uh, up to the point of the first acid trip, like at the age of 21, I had been training myself as an artist and uh, trying to, you know, learn the tricks of how to depict the outer dimension realistically and things like that, which is a skill that anyone who really wants to can develop. And so, Uh, That was my primary thing, but along with that, I felt like it was really important to have something to say. And so, philosophically, I was very kind of curious about the nature of the self and and the soul and things like that. And the more I looked in a rational way at what was apparently going on, uh, the less and less uh, faith and hope I felt. And the more reason I had, you know, but the, but uh, I fell into a total despair. So mm. uh, at any rate, I was training my skills. And when the breakthrough with acid came, uh, I was able at least to attempt to depict that first uh, journey. And uh, I mean, the, the latest large painting that I've uh, completed, a little of which is obscured uh, back there, but it's a 10-foot-high painting, and Mm. uh, it contains what is essentially my first acid trip, the idea of uh, a person being in the dark but going toward the light. And so uh, I got more or less my first um, marching papers, you know, from, uh, I think I, I did identify it as God, something I did not believe that existed at that point. Um, but I think that I'm not the only one, I'm not the only atheist to be instantly converted by acid, uh, to, oh, I just never looked in this direction. Yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, uh, there's no other way to describe it. And, uh, you know, contact with even something close to that gives the auric uh, radiance, just just as the, the miracles that Maharaji would spout out. Simply being in the vicinity of a mystical experience is like a cosmic vortex of uh wonder awe and uh terror and delight and ecstasy and all of it all at once infinite bang and so uh with that snap uh i instantly got a symbol of uh this spiral of what i called the polar unity spiral i thought i had an invented religion you know immediately like every zealot uh, kind of
1: acid <laughs> head. I took acid once and now I understand it all. He was and 21. Yeah. I just wanted to sir right. 21. I was 23. And and uh, so, so that's what happened. So
2: 21 was my first psychedelic painting. And it was directly wow. referencing. Wow. It was called the Polar Unity Spiral. And it was like a religious symbol. It was circular. And it uh, went from the dark uh, going in toward the light. And so it also contained all the shades of gray. In that experience, I decided to change my name to gray. that gray oh. was what brought the opposites together, and that was my mission as an artist. All of these things were like kind of transmitted as "This is what you're doing, and this is <laughs> what you'll do for us." you know and uh. So it was basically like, "Hey, I've got a reason to live now."
1: <laughs> well, we, and, God's yeah. real. Well, what happened after that? Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh well, of course. Then coming out of the uh, mystical experience, I meet Allison, God in the flesh to me, and uh, well, we
1: we knew each other, and I knew your work, and I have to say, I was always intrigued by your work. Your work was very deep, and it was about the self. My work was also at the time, and I believe has always been in some ways about the self. And uh, so you were doing some deep and difficult investigations, sometimes heartbreaking and 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 uh, and and hard to uh, really. But they were so raw and they were so authentic. And so I, I watched your work through an entire year of being in this class together because we were both uh, interested in mixed media performance uh, art. And so. Uh, yeah, and then, well, but that was the first time we really got together.
2: Yeah, yeah. and then um, Allison and, and I kind of bonded, and I was still doing a lot of performance art, and I don't think I really understood how my visions, you know, and I had to have more visions. I had to have more experiences and do little more study, like scientific study of what's actually going on. Even though I wrote a science Report on LSD when I was twelve, and
1: it was in the newspaper. So we had the
2: newspaper. Alex at
1: (laughs) twelve when when, when LSD was still legal.
2: yeah, it was nineteen sixty-six. He got a prize for his report. (laughs) You know, oh, LSD shows great promise. Yeah, Uh, Uh, anyway, in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, Yeah. anyway, yeah. So, uh, although that uh, context. Uh, has been maintained. And I and we still, you know, maintain contact with the uh, psychedelic scientific uh, world as well.
0: Um, and the and-
1: psychedelic psychic world as well.
0: What's the psychedelic psychic
1: well, world? Well, you know, the, the, the mind travel, the actual mind travel of psychedelics.
2: Yes, yes. Uh-huh. That's what but I is think. there a... Okay.
1: You know, it's not just the <laughs> scientific world that we're in touch with, it's the actual experience oh, see, that we're yes, still in touch yes. with is what I mean. Uh, I
2: got uh, you. Yes, it's a very vivid experience. Uh, continue, and continues, and continues to be an a, a important uh, touchstone.
0: Uh, yeah, I love the painting that's behind you, though, straight.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, I'm sorry you yeah. covered up my the piece so much. Here, why don't you push it away a little Let's bit? Let's see. We push push it little, away a little bit so you can see a
0: little bit more. Is there a little bit. That's yeah. better. I mean,
1: it, yeah. it, it reminds me of yeah, oh, people
0: can. who are just listening to it. You'll have to go to mind, go to beherenownetwork.com/slash/mindrolling, and you'll see the video and this painting, Alex. It's just giving me an impression. Right now, I'm sorry I wandered off while you were talking. I don't mean it, that. was not. Not paying no, attention. No, this
1: is a very important uh, piece. I mean it really
0: It's like Nataraj to me. That's Nataraj, what I wanted Nataraj, to say. Yeah. Right? Dancing Shiva. Yes. I mean it's it's yeah. It's
1: so. it's
0: a
2: very curious uh kind of piece. Um it's called The Great Turn. And uh it's a I've never had a painting like this. It's one of the largest paintings I've done. I've I've been working on it over a year, and it's just completed. It's about eight by 10 feet. And uh, it's highly detailed. Uh, There's a, um, you know, a kind of a tunnel of eyes uh, that that goes from the complete darkness Uh, to the light up there at the top. So down at the bottom, it goes into a dark hole. And uh, so there is a being that likewise seems to be aspiring toward a higher dimension uh, of Mm -hmm. its own uh, possibility. And uh, in in effect, uh, twisting and lunging toward uh, that higher possibility. At the same time, there seems to be this kind of uh, falling into uh, darkness, falling into the shadow. Uh, that uh, it, It's like we understand the universe to be uh, expanding at, at this uh, it tremendous direction all at once. It's it's completely, the Big Bang is still happening and it just, it's expanding. How can it be? I don't understand it. But how is it that we're connected with the forces of Complete dissolution and death at the same time that we aspire uh, towards something higher, and uh, so that's the struggle, the existential struggle. Uh, to me, I see three elements. There's a there's a another element that I hadn't described. You got the tunnel, you got the being, and there is a net. There's a net that's in this painting, red, white, and blue, filled with jewels, and. This being is either struggling and caught in this net uh, uh, and being prevented from uh, going one direction or the other, or it's helping, you know. It's kind of like you have to decide what's the turning point, what's the great turn for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Can I I share something that came up, because we gazed at this piece in our last journey and uh, deeply, and I wanted to just say that it, 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 it occurred to us, to me and to Alex, I believe, that, that, uh, that the figure itself was like the body-mind. And the mind was going up into the into the hole, the white hole, the white light, and the body was going down into the dark hole, and it was decaying and kind of as it was going down. So the body is always like kind of on decay, and the mind can be more spiritual and can reach and can go up into the, and then the pool, the we call it the the intervaginating, roiling space in which it lives. You know, it's like the. Uh, the, uh, the the net the
2: jewel net the jewel
1: net is mm-hmm. is this spirit. It's the body, mind and spirit. So the, the piece embodies body, mind and spirit and the and the netraj is is like embedded like inside of the net. Like it's like the water or the the, the, the air that you live in that you don't you just like mm. move in.
0: Okay, if you don't mind, can we put a picture of the pic- painting sure. up that one too? Yes, I mean, yes please. Of course. We, of course yeah, because we're talking about this in a way that you got to be. Yeah, no, I have to send painting. it to you. It's just incredible. Oh, we're trying to get a picture of it.
1: That's part of our challenge right now because Alex just finished it, and it's ten feet tall by eight feet wide. So it's like. Getting a, the right picture, you have you need special equipment. So we're working, yeah, right, on, we're working on that, that. picture. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Alex, I know that uh, you do practice Buddhism, and am I right? because like, you know, I'm well, getting this from. Well, I would say my, that uh,
2: the uh, you know I studied with uh, and we studied with uh, Namkai Norbu uh, a number mm-hmm, of years, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, so got a number of transmissions and things. From uh over the years that have been incredibly meaningful to me. And I it seems that I've always had this connection with Padma Sambhava, you know. And of course Gautama and all that, you know, is is incredibly deeply meaningful. But then we found our way into the Dzogchen uh you know, kind of uh
1: community narrative. Uh, Conway of, in Conway, Massachusetts, so it was... Like driving distance from Brooklyn, and we started to go there. And Alex, you had connections in the city too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, um, for a number of years, used to go to meditation groups in the city, and uh, that were part of the Norbu uh, community. And um, as they got into the uh, Vajra dance, and as I got, uh, as we got into Kasm more and more, I found. Uh, B- the basic uh, kind of teaching uh, that was uh, being put out in, in the, uh, these very esoteric uh, uh, texts, which I really deeply enjoyed reading. You know, uh, Long Champa is really particularly amazing mm. kind of uh, uh, author. A Buddhist author, and to my mind, you know, it, it really connects with the visionary uh, tradition, but he was so in the non-dual and so able to explain the whole path, you know, and the sense of presence and timeless awareness and just to kind of almost, his books can, see like, can seem like this uh, poetry of the Dharmakaya, it's just as though the Samantabhadra were kind of mumbling sweet nothings into your ear as you're, you know, you're embracing in this tantric uh, uh, great perfection, you know. I mean, uh, so Norbu opened up that space for us. He gave us the first kind of, I think, really uh, connection with that. But before we ever met Norbu, I read Norbu's book, and I met Padmasambhava, you know? Mm. Just from reading the book, I had one of the most psychedelic experiences in my life, you know, without, you know, on, completely on the net, just having read Padmasambhava's book. It was like, mm. boom, you know? You may have been a connected disciple over eons, you know? And, uh... But even
1: most before that we studied with the Dalai Lama at Harvard. Yeah. He came what? to Harvard Theological Seminary and we got to be in his class cuz Alex worked there. So we got two mm-hmm. p- spots in in his uh first visit to America. We were there for 5 days listening to him talk about the Mahayana Vajrayana. Mm. Do you
0: know you mentioned Dalai Lama, you know, and Longtempa. Uh, I also uh, I'm, even though yes we have this boo- beautiful <laughs> inclusiveness with uh, Buddhism and bhakti. It's, you know, uh, so uh, His Holiness is translator probably in that. I maybe not quite. Maybe it was early, but Tupten Jinpa, uh, who yes, just wrote a book I,
1: I think about
0: Longchempa. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's funny because, because I just wrote to uh, I think Shambala and said. Hey, I want to get with uh, Duktenjimpa G soon as possible. Oh, yeah, fantastic! So, yeah, very I don't. Nice. I haven't read the book. They're just sending it. Yeah, so I just thought you might be interested. Yes, you thank you
2: very much, Raghu. I would appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know much about him as a as a uh, yogi. I mean, what what a realized being, you know. Good grief! And uh, so, reading the the. Uh, the, the biography sometimes of uh, these great yeah. masters is really it.
0: Yeah, no, really great. Well, what I'm trying to get at though is in relation to your work, becoming that uh, completely at ease, no subject, object, place, the place of Dzogchen, and then you start manifesting a vision from inside how do those two things relate if that's not too
2: well i i think that you know if the subject of your work is consciousness then you've got no choice you know you you've got to uh use symbols because it you know, consciousness, it has no smell, it has no color, it has no nothing, you know. It's like you, all you can do is like talk around it. And uh, so the uh, one of the cool things that uh, I came across in my uh, reading about art and uh, the different kinds of uh, sacred traditions was in the Christian tradition they used to call uh, the uh, icons and things like that the uh what was it the the uh the the liturgy of, of the illiterate you know it was it was like how the uh how the illiterate would become uh you know uh, introduced to the story because you could tell the story without having to uh tell it with words and and it uh, um, so that kind of uh, magic, it made me think of like art theology, you mm. know, uh-huh. and uh, that that is the, the flashpoint between words and pictures. And uh, it, it's very hard to talk about these things. You know, Longchamp is one of the best at it. But until you've had a taste of that experience, you can't know what he's talking about. And so uh, to, to have those experiences is just like a psychedelic experience. Then you bring it into the artwork. Then you get the picture. If, if the beings that are showing you all this want you to be able to share it with the world, then they'll do it in such a way that it'll make a deep impression on your soul, like a, you know, a tattoo. And so this is like the skin of your soul. And you're, uh, you got to have that scorching vision. And so Mm -hmm. you get to share it. And hopefully, if you have the right intention, it will be a pure gift just like it was when it was put into your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to be a medium, you know, uh, of whatever uh, the mystical experience, whatever kind of mystical experience comes through. Because if if you're able to give a little, uh, you know, uh, energy of that state into the work, like the work behind you, you know, the extraordinary devotional energy that goes into the Tonka uh, works mm. and things like that is a demonstration. Uh, and when I heard uh, the uh, intention uh, to plant a seed of liberation in the mind stream of the viewer, what higher intention for an artist could there be? Mm. And, uh, mm. so to make
1: their art a prayer and a meditation, yeah. and I just have to yeah. say that some people's art is a prayer and a meditation, and uh, mm. yeah. I think oh. that uh, you know I haven't had a chance to say anything about being an artist for, for my whole life, and uh, so I just wanted to say that, you know, when you look at the work behind Raghu, especially when your head was covering the Buddha, which is really, you know, <laughs> but in, in the Buddha, where you are the Buddha, and I love that, and there's <laughs> think, just yeah. all this action. It reminded me of what is behind me which is my painting, most recent mm. larger piece, Chaos. And chaos and order and mm. secret writing all came out of my psychedelic experience. And mm. uh, the, the chaos representing, well, it's a meditation for me to do it, for one thing. It's mm. an execution of of meditation. But uh, And I decided that I wanted to make my painting that, and that would ensure that I would always meditate. So it's very mm. much a... Uh, you know, patience and uh, mindfulness exercise, but it's also about the uh, exploding of and and movement and constant um, roiling of all things like that's going on around you, all around you, Mm -hmm. Raghu.
0: Yeah. What about, uh, maybe you can talk a little bit, Alison, about the jewel net of Indra and that, First-hand experience, I'm told. I'd well, love th- to hear about it. The thing
1: about it is that when we were together for a year, we had, we had this uh, very special trip uh, in 1976, June 3rd, where we uh, had our first simultaneous vision. So we, we were tripping, we were lying on the bed, we weren't talking or touching, and Alex envisioned the universal mind lattice and named it the universal mind lattice, And I have always, you know, kind of called it, called that experience by that name, but the image that came out of that experience for me, and we we both felt that this was sort of um, the most important thing to make art about, was this sort of uh, experience of the vast vista of fountains and drains of energy that is, you know, the force that is God. So... uh, so this uh, jewel net of Indra was the name that I that I you know chose for it, stole basically, appropriated from the Hindu, uh, you know, a story of the vast you know the, the, the abode of Indra, which has this vast net that goes infinitely in all directions, and at every place where the net crosses, there's a jewel, very much like Alex's portrayal here, a jewel. That interreflects all the other jewels in the net. And I just thought mm. that was a beautiful uh, description of the, the vision of the vast vista of fountains and drains uh, of, of, of roiling energy force that is also known as God. And um, so, but anyway, that was the jewel net of Indra that came out of the same, you know, we, we both felt that you know our work should start to focus on these experiences, portraying these experiences. And for me, uh, my, my, my work is not the person having the experience. It is, for me, the inner experience itself. Just like, you know, it's this vast field. It always was a field. And so I just uh, use the spectrum as a symbol and I use the color uh, because I'm a symbol maker, I'm an artist. And uh, so I've selected a shape and, uh, and, and, a, and a system that has waves and particles.
2: It's like quanta of light. I think, you know, I've often felt like we share a similar, actually the same s- subject, which is transcendental light. Uh, her representation of the transcendental light, uh, comes through as uh, this kind of materialization of the, uh, the quanta of, of the spectrum of light. And so on a very micro and macro level, you can see chaos and order as a deeply structural and uh, uh, kind of system. And uh, so likewise, uh, I did a painting called Universal Mind Lattice that was specifically uh, aimed at portraying the same... Uh, universal mind, ladder, uh, the same experience that uh, she had, and um, and it's more like a toroidal uh, fountain, but we also felt like drain and uh, a ball of light, and uh, so by portraying this and showing this uh, infinite uh, field, uh, we've been amazed uh, over the years because it's a part of the Sacred Mirror series, a series which Allison inspired and named uh many years ago and uh so uh this is sort of like the center point of it and what's interesting about it is i've found numerous cases uh both in psychedelic literature and in near-death uh experiences and and just from a lot of personal contact with people who've had what they'd swear is the same experience Mm, and yeah. uh, so, uh, to me, that's an amazing thing. If you could have a representation of an inner world experience that multiple people say, I've been there, that's a new kind of uh, uh, art. We're confirming or validating a non-representational state of being uh, that is out of this dimension, but has been visited by many. And, in, you know, the mystical experiences are filled with that kind of thing. And that's what the value of visionary art is, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh, beautifully said. Well, we're, we're near the, uh, the end, but I, I do want you to, both of you, just tell us I mean the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors and Entheon. Of course, that is what you referred to at the by uh, the very beginning when we started chatting here. So we uh, and I knew we were going to talk about it. So I let it go without saying. Well, what is that acronym? So here we are. Right. Well, Chapel
1: of Sacred Mirrors. It, the acronym is COSM. Cosm. And if you want to find out more about COSM, which has you know been um, you know, a small retreat center and workshop place and, and place for events and event space for like the last 12 years and closed, you know, to the public since uh, mid-March, but still very active and and, uh, and you can, you know, find out what's going on in the community and you can see our regular programs. So that's how we have continued to outreach. But uh, Entheon- You're doing
0: Zooms so and good. stuff? You're, you're, you're getting- We have Zoom a members'
1: circle Zoom once a month. Uh-huh. And Cosm.org tells you what's going on. And- um,
2: Cosm.tv puts dot you onto TV. the uh, YouTube uh, channel. You right. know, we're growing right. our subscribers.
1: Working on every full moon <laughs> will be with people. And, and really, there's just, thousands and tens of thousands more people that are getting to come to our programs than were when we were just you yeah. know on site and it was a few hundred could fit in here you know what i mean so it's been a great yeah. way to outreach to people and new way of teaching for alex and i and um so yeah we, we 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 just invite you with all of our hearts to uh to participate in every possible way that you can find we have you know we have uh you know we have every every reason to th- believe that we will reopen, and when we do, Entheon will be a three-story visionary art temple that we want mm. everybody to come and visit us. and uh, And we hope that every th- everybody staying safe right now, and getting staying well right now, so that we can all get together after this has all died down, which we totally we just. Here, We're so, on so the thriving, same page. So thriving, Allison. you know what I'm saying? Just doing the best we can to stick around. Yeah. Hold
2: on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Stay yeah. well, yeah. really. Yeah. And be uh, there when it's over. The Ram Dass painting will probably still be there when we open. Yeah. yeah.
1: We get to keep right. it in the uh, psychedelic reliquary of Entheon. We have some of Alex's greatest portraits of psychedelic uh, heroes, and uh, including the Ram Dass painting and uh, the... the there's, there's paintings of Dr. Hoffman, Doctors mm. Shulgin, and Dr. Groff, and also the history of psychedelics, the mm. uh, new elusive.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. What a history.
2: Well, we're looking forward to it, but uh, really we're looking forward to sharing the uh, visionary art movement with mm. the audience that will come to Antheon
0: on Especially the Especially
1: in the floor. all one gallery. Yeah. I wanted to tell you that.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect. All, perfect. Uh, well, 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 we're, we're going to have all of this up, as I said, on uh, where the show notes are on Be dot com slash mindrolling. And, and we'll get, get all of these all links. You guys are going to have to help us out. And oh, there is. Uh, I didn't even mention it, and you did. Ramdas' new memoir just came out. And being Ramdas.
1: Being Ramdas.
2: Uh, it's. What a, what a hug, you know, what uh, a, yeah, you know, yes. you can what still, yeah. s- still, uh, listen to the voice of, uh, mm. you know, uh, someone who's been, uh, a guide all of our lives and now into the beyond. Mm-hmm. I had a vision mm-hmm. of, of Maharaji just yesterday and, you know, he was in his blanket and Hmm. And and pulled the blanket away a little bit, and there was Ramdas inside,
0: peeking out. Peeking out. Well, that was my first moment with uh, with uh, Maharaji. Was as soon as I saw him, I had a, several thoughts, which are in, you know etched as well, and uh, one of them was, oh, shit, that's what Ramdas was about. Oh my, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, God, yeah. Um, so, uh, by the way, around the book, uh, being Ramdas, uh, just uh, one little, I sent it to a friend and I spoke to him later. Um, you know, I gave him a week or so and I said, I figured he'd get through some of it and just say how he liked it and so on. So I said, How do you like it? He said, Well, to be honest, I haven't got past the cover.
2: <laughs> oh, God. It's a beautiful and, uh, cover. I
1: love yeah, that cover. Yeah, has, it become, the, has it become uh, audio book yet? Huh? Has it, is it an audio book yet? Yes,
0: yes, it is. It is. is yeah, it really Rameshwar right? Das, who was Ram Das, who this book was written with Ramesh, and, and he, he spent you know
1: oh, that's a lot
0: of years going back and forth and hanging out with Ram Das. Without him, this would not have happened. And it's a he did a beautiful job mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, yes it's it's available on audible it's available so ebook great. and physical books he was such a good
1: storyteller yeah. that I you know I, I think that listening to it is gonna be really really fun yeah
0: yeah, yeah really yeah. well again thank you thank you thank guys you, really thank you so I'm glad much. we finally got here right it took a while but we got here yes we did and uh, and we'll have to do this again we'll, thank we'll you. also link up you guys uh, podcast so we'll we're gonna. We're going to need some stuff from you, so we're going to get back to you. We have it for
1: you. We have a whole bunch of people who are just waiting to hear from you what you need, and we'll make it all happen. Thank you.
0: Thanks so Uh, much, Wonderful. Thank Thank you again. This is uh, Mind Rolling on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com.